Welcome back to Small Constellation. This is Peaches Brittany, and this is the home of the podcast where we talk about video games sometimes. Um, we've got Tyler and Nick, kick, 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 and Evan. <laughs> uh, Nick just always keeps putting multiple C's in his name, so I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that he has five C's in his name today. Uh, I, for some reason, I thought he had like one of those kick me signs on his back or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that's the name you give me, Brandon, and I just hit accept. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. I think I did it once. It must be saved in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Because I definitely did not do that this time. <laughs> what a twist. It was you all along. <laughs> um, no, so I went on a cruise uh, recently, and Nick, you'll be... you'll. It, it's kind of funny, I think. I went to the bar, and I asked for a Moscow mule. And when I did not receive my white Russian that I wanted, I got very <laughs> upset. <laughs> It was just hilarious. I, I I ordered a Moscow Mule, and then when he gave it to me, I'm like fuck, I did not say the right name, right drink name. I don't like Moscow Mules very well, so I had to sit there and drink it. Um, <laughs> I got a uh, I got a um, a uh, uh, white Russian later on, but uh, I just thought that'd be a funny story since we haven't talked since I got back, really. Yeah, because I got a bad internet connection that night. It kept getting kicked off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, so, uh, oh yeah, uh, Jared has died. Um, we're waiting for his, res- we're waiting for his respawn timer. Um, it, it, it's kind of a random respawn timer, so we're not sure when he'll be back, but, um, he respawned in a new body in the form of his child. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so the whole, we're going to talk about video games sometimes thing, um, Welcome to our anime episode. We're not talking about video games today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let me let me let let's let's um. For those of you that don't know what anime is, oh god! If I could spell <laughs> it, start right. at the beginning. <laughs> In the beginning, there was mankind, <laughs> and they felt the need. Or wide-eyed waifus. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and thus was anime born. God, anime is a style of Japanese film and television animation, typically aimed at adults as well as children. So you know, everybody, adults and children, you know, everybody. Excuse me, my dog is not allowed to watch anime. <laughs> So no, um, I, I'm gonna kick this off. I uh, the mo- okay. The, here's here's the first question. We're gonna go around the table. What is the most recent anime that you've watched? Let's start here. Uh, recent new anime or just recent? Even if it's a rewatch. Uh, let's go. Even if it's a rewatch. Okay. We'll kick us off, Brandon. Uh, well, on my flight, uh, back to home <laughs> um i finished kuroko's basketball <laughs> this is uh it's on netflix and i believe so i think um it sounds like that the whatever however it translates um you know, like in in Spanish, the only this is the only way that I know of how to explain it because a lot of us took Spanish in, in school, grade school or whatever. 
Um, when you say when you want to make like an apostrophe and or like make something possessive, you have to say like, you know, um, this of this, right? Like it is the it is the bag of Brandon. It's not Brandon's bag. It's like, you know, the bag that belongs to Brandon. Like you have to go around the kind of, you know, you have to say it like the long way. They don't have like contractions uh, and possessive apostrophes and stuff. Well, apparently they don't have this in Japan either because the the name of the show is the basketball which Kuroko plays. But it translates in English to Kuroko's basketball because we have apostrophes for that kind of thing. <laughs> so sure, okay. <laughs> so, but you know, it actually says like, you know, in like the the opening um I forget what they call that, but the opening sequence, the title mm-hmm. sequence, it actually tell it actually shows the words like the basketball which Kuroko plays instead <laughs> of like where it would be <laughs> Kuroko's basketball. Okay. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but no, it's um it's literally an anime focused around the game of basketball. These high school kids um, are, you know, it's a bunch of high school freshmen that have just come up from, uh, junior high school and they are, it follows these players called the generation of miracles. And they're the best players the best basketball players in Japan. Um, you know, they're prodigies, you know, and you quickly find out that each one of these players has a and like a special ability um you know one of them's really you know can't miss you know wherever they throw wherever they shoot from they can't miss um you know but he's superstitious so he's always carrying around a you know an item like a the 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 day's lucky item um you know one's really good at defense and has a really wide um defensive range and you know if you try to make a shot within that range you're just going to get blocked um well, there's these five guys that are called the Generation of Miracles, and then there's this phantom sixth man who is Kuroko, who all he can do is pass the ball. Like, he is amazing at passing the ball. Um, people lose track of him all the time, and um, so he just runs around and can just pass the ball really well. So it's really interesting to see, like, you know, power-ups and, you know, people going, like, super saiyan kind of thing <laughs> in, in, in the game of basketball and then you know after a score after after somebody shoots and scores and they sit around and talk for 10 minutes it's like okay what that's not how basketball plays like this is this is time limited here come on <laughs> one game will take four episodes or four games in one episode you know sense of time here is is subjective or subjective oh gosh yeah, that seems to be a staple uh, of any kind of sports-based anime. There's always a lot more like dramatic dialogue encounters. Uh, it, like there's a there's a tennis anime that I've seen some clips from, and like I don't ever remember trash talking the other guy like mid serve <laughs> or point like nearly that much when I played tennis. But, yeah. Or breaking that many rackets and or the sound barrier. <laughs> you don't just regularly break the sound barrier just because. 
Yeah, clearly you I just, sound, uh... But you're still able to get the ball to hit the, the, the court <laughs> on the other yeah, side yeah. of the net. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that 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 brings up a good point. I could either I could either interject this here or we'll save it for later, but I think that's honestly one of the things I love about anime is just often how over the top and dramatized and extreme both the dialogue and the artwork is like it gets you a chance to really appreciate something that's like okay we have clearly just created this scene in the most dramatic way possible to like entertain you the viewer like and i mean i love it it's it's excessive but it's it's part of what makes art fun so tyler what was the last anime you watched uh, okay, so of course I have to make everything complicated and ask, uh, do you want to know the most recent, like, so I have basically, like, if we're going by, like, show I have literally watched the most recently, um, as part of my research for this podcast, I came across a show I'd not heard of before called Mushishi, which is kind oh, of, nice. yeah, That's it's a deep cut. It's, well, not, it's not that much of a deep cut, but it's, it's been... 20 years i guess now uh we may be thinking of different shows i can't say for sure because honestly i don't know that much about it um but i think it's probably more recent than that i could do some actual fact checking of myself here but maybe okay tyler to make it to make it easy, <laughs> the, the 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 most recent anime that you finished watching like the end of the series well oh, you know well, see that still is another hard question <laughs> <laughs> literally the last the, the, the one that you finished last if you're watching six animes at the same time whichever episode finished last <laughs> you should you should talk about mushishi Okay, well, I was going to say that is probably Mushishi, but to be fair, I started it while trying to cook the other night, and because I only watched subtitled versions, I quickly gave up on that, because I was like, I can't give this the focus it deserves, so I'm going to hop back to Attack on Titan, which I have been going through the latest uh, and final season of Attack on Titan, um, and actually the first, technically, I guess they divided that into two parts, so I have been watching part one of season four which is the final season of attack on Titan. um and that's a show that even if you aren't a fan of anime you probably if you're at least into kind of nerdy pop culture you've probably at least heard references to attack on titan um it's one of the i would say one of the main anime influences that has really crossed over into the West and become kind of an international phenomenon. And in my opinion, for pretty good reason, um, if we get into rankings later, uh, it's pretty high on my list. Let's just say that, but yeah, I'm pretty hooked on it. And uh, yeah, so that's the most recent series that I've been seriously watching. Nick, what's the last series you finished? Oh, I was I don't Trying finish, Brandon. Uh, I watch everything and then move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think because I've been watching like other forms of animation, like Love, Death, and Robots. So like yeah. Japanese animation. Mm, that's a good one. It's I've probably it was just JoJo's, honestly. 
<laughs> and that's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and its complete title for the uh, the uninitiated <laughs> to the world of anime. <laughs> Everyone knows what that is. Uh, sure. Evan, what about you? Um, well, I did the other day. I did cherry pick and watch a few episodes of uh, Legend of Korra, uh, but that's just because I love Legend. Of I Korra. need to finish Korra still. You do. Um, and I was trying to win an argument with someone. Well, I wasn't trying to win an argument with someone. I was trying to prove a point. Um, and I did because I was right. <laughs> but the last one I finished, which is what which what gave me the idea for this topic, was uh, Cowboy Bebop. Um, yes. I rewatched I rewatched Cowboy Bebop and I rewatched like Outlaw Star and Gundam Wing oh. and some other like yes, those old, Outlaw Star. I'm glad those you mentioned old, that like, one. Yes, I, I have it sitting on my shelf. I love that one. Um, but yeah, I basically went through like a, a like a tsunami anime phase uh, during the pandemic, uh, which is still going on, by the way. Um, so I went through the tsunami or the pandemic. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think both, yeah. I was about to say, I feel like there is some incarnation of Toonami that lives on. I'm not sure if it's uh, still called there, Toonami. But. There is. They, they still call it Toonami. Um, okay. It's like, it's kind of it's kind of a part of Adult Swim, because that still exists, too, on Cartoon Network. Um, that's that. I think that is what led me to getting into anime is because I went down a tsunami rabbit hole because you I saw it on YouTube like what happened to Cartoon Network's tsunami and that you know did what it did um, but yeah uh, Cowboy Bebop was the last thing I watched um, I didn't hate the live action which is probably a very controversial statement to make in this day and age but what isn't um, but yeah it's oh, such a good anime and I really, I tried to find like Tenchi Muyo and a couple other older animes, but I, they are nowhere on streaming that at least that I had access to. So the next thing that we're gonna, I'm sorry, the uh, the next thing we're gonna talk about specifically is we're gonna take an anime and we're gonna talk about whether, okay, we'll start here. What animes currently have video game, you know, video games already put out in the market? You can play them right now. Um, I guess, you know, we have Dragon Ball Z. That's an easy one. (laughs) Um, Do any of you guys play Dragon Ball Z? Have you ever played any of them? Uh, I, we, my, my parents and their effort to make my brother and I play games together bought a lot of the Dragon Ball Z games when we were younger, uh, probably not realizing that they were fighting games and they're going to do the opposite of make us want to play together. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, you're playing together. It's just uh, you're playing with each other's bones over there. <laughs> like, Basically. Yeah. Like, his, his playing with his skull and introducing it to a couch, and, <laughs> pretty much. And it was—I mean, it was never fair because I figured out how to make like customized characters pretty early on. So, like, my Goku uh, could go Super Saiyan and new Spirit Bomb, Kamehameha, and all that. He just had to play with like the standard stock version. <laughs> you know, you know, I I played a couple of those early on as well, and. You know, okay, maybe one of the more recent ones seem seem better, but 
I really was wanting, you know, I would love a a um like an RPG style of Dragon Ball Z where it's less about the combos as you know, it's not really only the combos, but there's story and there's, you know, you, you, you know, you level up, you can face enemies, you know, out in the open, kind of like an open world game. You know, I'm thinking for those of us that have played kingdom hearts, I'm thinking like that kind of a style of a game, but just with dragon ball Z characters. Well, I was going to ask that's, I mean, in, in, I guess in my, experience like i played a little bit of the, the dragon ball z like xenoverse games are those the ones that you're talking about having played before because they do have like an arena fighting i don't mode i don't remember them. i don't remember the only one that i remember actually ever playing was it was a lot like that teenage mutant ninja turtles game for the super nintendo where literally oh, you just okay. pick a character you play through their quote-unquote story and it's just yeah. they they set up a fight and then you fight and then you lose and then you fight again and then, then you lose and then you fight again and then you <laughs> lose and then you fight again and then you lose and then you take it back to blockbuster. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might uh, you might check out the Xenoverse games then because it sounds kind of similar to what you're describing. It's kind of it's a little bit more like uh, linear maybe than like a big like a true open world that you can explore but yeah the dbz xenoverse games you kind of you know it's kind of like you get rpg style like go here collect this kind of missions and like yeah. more like hub maps kind of it's like a discrete map that your your character is transported to but you do kind of like play through the a rough storyline from all of the animes and stuff like that so mm-hmm. um, but there's that a... might be something you'd like there's a fan game that was just they took Pokemon and hacked it and made it Dragon Ball Z. So you go around <laughs> and collect different versions of all the characters and Pokemon <laughs> battle with them. Of course. Uh, like Pokemon is another one. Uh, I was playing Legend of Arceus today. Oh, Gotta get yeah. that, that playtime in before it's a uh, dead because they have the scarlet and violet or whatever the new yeah scarlet and new violet ones are. i just found out about that yesterday thanks to tiktok yeah i'm excited they're coming out this year sometime apparently oh and i do i not to keep going back to dbz but i was gonna say i do have to mention the dragon ball z fighters game that was released by arc system uh works which uh, I think they did the like Guilty Gear games as well, if I'm getting that correct. But mm. anyway, uh, that game is like... See, I always did like the fighting games that were kind of based around the DBZ titles. And so that one is probably the best. That, that's probably my favorite of the Dragon Ball games that have come out anyway. It's just a straight 2D fighter. But, oh man, there's a lot of attention to detail in the sprites and animations. And it looks so much like an like watching a fight in dbz fighters is so close to just like watching the show i was like it definitely <laughs> took me back to my childhood so <laughs> like, so it gets props for that but anyway yes on to other games so d- for for the sake of the listeners in this podcast we consider avatar the last airbender in anime but uh, there is no um, video game 
for Avatar: The Last Airbender. There, there are there are a couple. Uh, yeah. Not. <laughs> well, I mean, they're 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 not good. Wow, it's no. so surprising that they have made no live action movies or video game adaptations <laughs> of this franchise. It's just it really it's, seems it's, like they're leaving a lot of money on the table there. I can't believe they respected the franchise that much to not do any cash grabs at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for the the hypothetical games that don't exist, I've played the one based on ATLA, and it... I think think it came out on, like, the the GameCube and the first Xbox, like, that generation of consoles. I have one for the the PS2. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was for the, uh, the 360, because it was fateness for basically giving you 50 gamer score like every 20 minutes and then the game was over so you could rent it from like blockbuster because that still existed at the time pop it in increase your score by like 400 and then like cool that's that's all that was worth (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah it was it was bad uh it's for game boy windows gamecube ds ps2 PS Portable, Wii, and Xbox. Is this the one that you got to play as like four different characters, and you? Uh, it was it was Ang Toph. I don't and, and no, it was not Toph. It was Ang Katara and um, the Earthbender guy that mm-hmm. Katara fell in love with for for an episode or two. Yeah, yeah, uh, Haru and Sokka. Haru, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Sokka. Okay. So you couldn't even firebend. Nope. Yeah, no fire. No firebending. Uh, Nick, I think the one you're thinking about is the sequel, which was uh, the Burning Earth. There's a Legend of Korra game that came out not too long ago, right? Like I have that on yeah. on and I, Steam, and I, I I think that was even yeah. more dirt, uh, hated than the other two that were mentioned okay i was gonna say i just remember like it looked okay but i just remember the gameplay being extremely generic like it wasn't offensive like when i played it i wasn't just like oh my god this is horrible but i was kind of just like yeah "Eh, okay i mean if i absolutely had to get my like avatar gaming fix in like it's it's an afternoon's worth of entertainment like it wasn't it just it just wasn't that great oh yeah it uh like some of the levels were really fun. I didn't like the the levels that were you're basically like riding on Naga, going through yes. the city and trying to jump avoid obstacles. Those were annoying. Yeah, um, yeah. But some of like the later episodes um, were really good, and it had like a it has a minor tie in, like it kind of hinted at who the villain for season three was um, if you played it before the show came out. Oh, interesting. I don't remember if. I've watched season three yet. Uh, where, where random people get the, get airbending all of a sudden. Um, that's season three. Yeah. Okay. I have not finished season three yet. Okay. That's not a spoiler. Cause it literally happens the first episode. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, I, um, the bad guys, the four bad guys are all assembling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just not gotten very far with it yet. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, the Legend of Korra game has a little tie-in to that, but it's 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 not great. The though the uh, 
what was it like the like the fire the firebending style is kind of garbage but the airbending is very good um i will give it that but yeah it's it is what it is <laughs> but i would love for someone to do it right and make another avatar game kind of you know open world like phoenix rising or breath of the wild where maybe you're not an avatar but you're just a random bender you know doing whatever your random bender quests are and then maybe you run into the avatar or something keep it fun Um, I was going to say, so I know the uh, Attack on Titan has had two games made of it, and I've played the first one anyway. Um, and, I mean, while it wasn't anything, like, amazing, like, it was, I guess I would say, like, I was pleasantly surprised by the fact that, like, the gameplay mechanics were actually pretty solid. Like, it was a pretty close approximation of the kind of action that you see uh, from the anime itself, which is to say you're basically... Um, for those who aren't familiar with the anime, your characters can traverse across terrain using, in the show, what they call these like 3D maneuvering, kind of like, they're basically like like grappling hooks on steroids with like gas-powered jets that kind of propel your dude around. And, oh, yeah. And you're basically trying to use those grappling hooks to latch onto the titans which are basically giant dumb lumbering colossus enemies and you like latch onto them and essentially try and zip line in back behind their necks and attack the weak point on the nape of their necks and take them out in style that way with a couple of super sharp swords and um, so honestly, gameplay wise, you could probably compare it to like Spider-Man if he was trying to kill a window on the top story of a skyscraper. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, basically how a t- Attack on Titan works. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. See, what I'm kind of surprised about is the there's been so many fantasy style animes like just one a week and half of them are like a person gets transported into a fantasy rpg world essentially and then they're from earth but now they're stuck in some rpg game and then they have to fight their way out of the game and Every you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So they have just shovels full of, of those anime, but they don't have any games that follow that same thing, at least not that have come over to America. Every game that comes here is a fighting game of some sort. Mm. Like the closest you get is a clone of. Uh, but Dynasty Warriors, like I think yeah. they had a a fate Dinosaur Warriors clone. There was just... a Berserk Dynasty Warriors was... clone game as well. There was that too. Back. Yeah, but that's that's the closest you get to playing through an RPG. That's like you would think they would be able to just clone a Final Fantasy game with an whatever anime skin on top of it. 
And I was going to say, like, so Nick, you were, you were mentioning just like how oversaturated the market is with like, so that there's a particular name for that genre of like character in a video game world, which I believe it's called Isake or East. I, I'm probably going to get like, butchered by any actual yeah. anime fans for not knowing this, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I believe that's correct. But anyway, it's, yeah, it's, there's just, like you said, there's tons of them right now. Most of them are passable at best they tend to be a little on the fan servicey side um but some of them are really pretty good and i think sometimes we forget that like at some point like that was a really new at least to to younger me it was a fresh new idea like the first time i saw it which was probably when i saw sword art online Mm -hmm. um and that's one that I actually still rank it decently high on my anime list. Like it'll always have a special place in my heart. So it's just weird to think that uh for Spoken that comes out later this year is like the first video game version of that. Yeah. Ooh, Forspoken oh. is I'm excited for Forspoken. Because she's uh. she's an Isekai protagonist from like the human world, our world that gets sucked into a Final Fantasy game. And like it's just weird that this is the first attempt at that that yeah I'm aware of, but no, I I really want that game to be good. Like I I have a little bit higher hopes of it than I do the Harry Potter game <laughs> at the same time. But you mean Harry Potter's anime? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, speaking most of, of it... money on the table. <laughs> um, like no, please you... God no. <laughs> A, a recent game that came out, I believe it came out for the Switch, was a, it was for, oh my god, was it, I think it was Fairy Tale. It was a Fairy Tale game. Oh, yeah. That came out on the Switch. And I did not get it because I found out that it was only subbed and not dubbed. And I just was, I don't, and I just, I'm not a I'm not a a sub person. Uh, I like I like dubs. So I, I guess I'm not a true anime fan. But um, mm. well, like I said, they obviously all of those things serve a purpose. Like heck, I as much right. as I was enjoying Mushishi the other day, like when I was trying to cook and clean and do other things, it's like I can't understand what anyone's saying. So I'm missing a lot of plot here. But right. so dubs absolutely have their place, and if they're good, then it's great it's just another way to enjoy a show you like and sometimes even more like mm-hmm. El cowboy bebop has a great dub i enjoy both versions of that <laughs> probably equally uh so hmm. you know what we haven't talked about yet is digimon and they have quite a few games um yep. I have never played a Digimon game that was actually any fun. Like, I feel like it should be, they should all be hella fun and super intuitive (laughs) and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I think I'm just playing the wrong games. There's a mobile game out that was just slow and boring. And I I don't know how you can take Digimon and make it bad, but they did. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. The I think the only, well, not the only, but the mo- the one I remember playing the most was way back on the PS1. Um, it was called Digimon World. Uh, okay. Came out, yeah, it came out in 2000, so it's a, it was a minute ago. <laughs> um, 
but you're like this, you play as this like random, un, I don't think you ever find out your name, but you're just like basically dropped on um, what in the show ends up being File Island. Um, I think they even call it that in the game. Um, and someone gives you a, like you, you're given a Digimon and the guy who brings you into the digital world is like, hey, I need you to, like you have to save the world. You have to, the Digimon have forgotten who they are because there's this great darkness. And you have to help defeat the darkness and, you know, help everyone remember who they are. Whatever. But, that sounds a lot like the actual plot. Yeah, kind of. Okay. And that, I think, how given how old I was at the time, I was trying to play through it like it was the anime. And so when the game, and there's a, pretty early on, the game diverges from that story. So I'm like, where do I go? Um, but it, like, it operated under all the same, like, Digimon rules, like, you could, uh, your Digimon would, you know, grow and evolve, um, I think you could get it, I think you get it all the way up to Ultimate, but getting it up to Ultimate was so hard, um, she said, yes, (laughs) um, likewise, if you lost in a fight, your Digimon would get bumped back to an egg, and you had to go back to the the primary village, and like I think you had to like, it was either like hold your egg or sing to it, or you had to, you had to do something to the egg to make it hatch. <laughs> yeah. I like how, I like the idea of it's back when they first started coming out with because I, I like the idea of it's a Nintendo sixty four game and it's right after they came out with Detective Pikachu and they have that 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 microphone that you attach to your to your uh, controller and you can tell Detective oh. Pikachu what to do. Or maybe it wasn't Detective Pikachu, but it was a, a Pikachu game. Yeah. And you could tell it what to do and it didn't work. So you're just yelling, Pikachu! <laughs> Pikachu! Stop <laughs> on! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, the Digimon game was interesting. And like, there was a, there was like a gym for your Digimon, like where it could focus on different stats. Like there was a giant treadmill for speed. What is this game? What was this? When did this come out? It's two thousand. It's called Digimon World. Uh, How can I play this now? This sounds hella hella legit. I mean, as an like, I would I would probably enjoy it much more as an adult than I was a child. Uh, you probably have to find an emulator for it at this point. That mm. game is ancient. I will have um, to. Though, of course, now that I've talked about this out loud, I bet while I'm scrolling on TikTok tonight, I will come across a random person <laughs> playing this yeah. game. Random, yeah. Yeah, it that I don't, I don't know what happened, but TikTok lately has put me in the oh, we think you'll like random live streams of people playing obscure video games, and the number of those games that I recognize having played once before is a little scary. <laughs> There's a mobile game for um, uh, Seven Deadly Sins that is okay. It's one of those kinds of mobile games where you um, have to collect cards, and you know you put you you make a team of these. You know, there's a whole bunch of different unlockable characters. uh, You know, hundreds, and then you figure out which one. You know, you get pieces and you can, you know, that after 10 pieces, you can unlock a character. But then, you know, they have star levels. So if you get an extra 10 star or 10 pieces, you can upgrade it to the one star. And, you know, so you get the best team you can. And, uh, you know, it's a pay to win kind of game. 
it was fun for a little while. Um, kind of slows down, and you can't really progress as fast, and so you get bored and you, you delete it. But um, it was it was fun. It actually followed the anime pretty exact. Like the whole first season, it pretty much followed it completely. What? I just i I pulled up that game uh, just to see, like you know, if it that Digimon game to see if it's possible to find it. Um, and then I fell down a little rabbit hole reading. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so with the game, you could, you know, you train them up into champions, but there was, if you did something wrong, it would, the game would punish you with like bad side evolutions. And I kept getting stuck with a Numamon, which is just like a, a, a slime Digimon. And now that I'm reading this, it's like, Oh yeah, you, 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 you fucked up training your Digimon. So you, got this inferior po- this inferior Digimon as a result. Huh. And I got jealous of one of my friends who came over to play because he somehow got an Angemon. We could never figure out how to do it again. Because he, <laughs> he took it into battle against, uh, I think, Leomon, because he was evil as part of the story, and then died. And we could not get Angemon back, no matter how hard we tried. You didn't believe in the heart of the cards. <laughs> right. Where's, where's speaking Jared? Of, He's, speaking of animes, Yu-Gi-Oh. holy anime. How many, there's probably a hundred different Yu-Gi-Oh games. Yeah. You know, and, and because there's, there's and several I different played. None of them. <laughs> there's probably there, there, there are probably several. I mean, well, there's like five or six different, you know, in, in the course of the anime, there's five or six different, mechanics that they introduce in the game you know there's the the, the ones that you're like playing on go-karts or whatever the hell those things were uh you know, <laughs> yeah. you've got you've got the the wristbands and you know you got the original of course and then you've got mm-hmm. the the wristbands and then you've got the the maze one from um like the the labyrinth one from like they made it an entire game out of just that labyrinth thing um there's a capsule monsters one where it's literally chess. I have that one. It's yeah. interesting. Um, there's and, and now they have one that incorporates all previous ones. What? <laughs> it's like it's a it's a mobile game I think now that incorporates or uh, it might be on the PlayStation. I think it's free, but incorporates all all of the previous. Yu-Gi-Oh's. That that sounds like a cluster. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, if 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 Jared would respawn, he could talk about it. Because <laughs> he's played it, he likes it. I almost started rewatching Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, I did actually. I did rewatch the first few episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh uh, after Jared said something about it, just to watch the. Kaiba get annihilated by Xavier. <laughs> um, that's a good. That's a good thought. Um, let's, how about this? What is an anime that's on your that you have not watched before, but it's on your to watch list, like something that you're interested in watching? Mm. There's actually again, uh, I I, ca- I actually came up with a list of about four or five shows that I wanted to watch <laughs> when I was do like when I was doing some prep for this podcast. I was like. You know, putting a, like ranking all my shows, and I was like on some of those like lists of like what are some of the greatest anime series of all time, and like some popped up. And one of those that I was really interested in was one called Monster, 
by uh, Naomi Urasawa, I think. Um, and it's it sounds like a little more, I guess, serious or grounded um, kind of thriller style anime where it's basically just a detective uh, trying to track down like a serial killer or something like that. So it's a little bit slower burn kind of, uh, again, probably not crazy over the top action, but, you know, I'm expecting kind of a, a noir mystery thriller um, with, of course, some some anime hijinks, I'm sure. But um, that one was one that definitely came up a few times, and I was pretty excited to check that one out. You know, that makes me think, like, uh, early 2000s-ish, there was actually a large swath of anime that were targeted towards uh, basically young adults. It was more mature, definitely leaving high school, early adults. Uh, they were crime thrillers, lots of murder and and stuff like that to solve. And it's... I, I kind of wondered where where those went. Yeah. Um, that, I was going to say, I kind of, yeah, I kind of remember, like, like that is, a, there is just kind of like this sweet spot for the more... I don't know what the term is, just like kind of old school hand-drawn animation style, like slightly more serious anime. Like I like some of those really have a like a place like in those. my heart. Like you got movies like Ninja Star and or not Star, uh, Ninja, Ninja Scroll. Scroll. Um, yeah, like that mid '90s animation style and some of the yeah. late '80s even. But uh-huh. uh, and Cowboy guess, Bebop and yeah, Monster yeah. looked like it kind of fit into that category. So that was what got me so excited for that one. I was like, oh man, it might be kind of like that. Let me go through my Netflix list to see <laughs> what's on here that I want to watch. Um, so the Pokemon Journeys is is came out with uh, the second half of season three or whatever, and I'm so I'm watching that. I haven't finished it yet. Um, Inuyasha. I know it's really old. I started watching it. Haven't seen very much yeah. many episodes yet. Um, Eden Zero looks really good. Mad Magi looks really good. Um, I don't know if the Jurassic uh, Camp Cretaceous is good. probably not, but it's a, just a cartoon. Um, for oh, anybody who is going through a Netflix list, though, you, I was gonna say, Brandon, if you're on Netflix looking for good anime, you should definitely check out a show called Erased. It's like I never hear people talking about it. It never hmm. makes like best anime lists, but oh my god, I had to watch literally the it's a it's a like a ten episode limited series or something like that. Yeah. I don't know exactly how many episodes. So it's a one season, one and done. I had to watch the whole thing in one sitting. I started it at, like. 10 o'clock at night and finished it the following morning. Like it's like <laughs> the sun was coming up. Like it was um, so, ah, definitely check out. I've got card captor Sakura one punch man. Oh, that one's good. Card captors. Good. I want them to come out with more Knights of the Zodiac, uh, Saint Seiya. They have not, and I don't know if they will. But that I, was I a really good. Ep- that. that was really good. They redid it because there's an older one, and the the new one's almost. It's almost like it's like if you were to program or you know to to CGI claymation, 
that's what the animation style is. It looks okay. like, like they look like they look like clay, but with the CGI animation, it's really interesting. It, it's really good. Um, I have not finished Arcane yet. Then I've got Dragon Quest on here. You know, I have not finished the new season or the new season of Dota yet. Uh, Brandy says, my wife says the Dragon Prince was really good. Uh, Ooh, she yeah, watched yeah. it. With, she watched it without me, and I'm like, "Who are you?" Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I need to watch good. that. I like yeah, it. It's Dragon fun. Prince is really good. We should be getting an announcement for season four next week or so. Yeah. But uh, you mentioning Arcane brought up a actually interesting thought that I just had is uh, where traditionally we've not had as good of shows as anime growing up but uh where there hasn't been a lot on offer for older uh i guess target audiences but between arcane the critical role series uh oh yeah yeah castlevania like we've actually had a lot of western animation that's really shown up like Basically, we're getting to the age group now. Everyone in that industry has grown up watching Japanese anime, and like now it's time to make something for us. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good get. point, Nick. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Like that's what I was actually like. That's one thing I found kind of interesting as I was going through and compiling this list. I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, man, yeah, most of the stuff is pretty good, but a lot of it is older stuff. There are some exceptions, obviously, but like the stuff that is targeted, like you said, at maybe a generally like people our age. A lot of that stuff came out in like the eighties, nineties, maybe early two thousands in terms of anime. But now, like you said, I feel like Western animation exactly is catching up and yeah we've had some really great titles like i really yeah i've enjoyed like seeing castlevania and like they made the witcher um animated film adaptation the uh the, ah, what was it the That's, something the wolf the uh, hunt of the yeah wolf yeah or something and then like that. invincible uh yeah the, yeah and oh man invincible is so good yeah so it's interesting there's handfuls of of them but even like currently, Demon Slayer is like the top of the world for popularity for anime. Even it's... though Jujutsu Kaisen is better, but I do know <laughs> I do I do love Demon uh, Demon Hunter. It's Demon uh, Slayer, rather. It's still, even though it's fairly violent, it's still targeted for young high school students. Which maybe that's just in Japan where the all the money is right now. Well, Pacific, I don't know. apparently Pacific Rim has a Netflix original. Yeah. Anime. Oh, I know someone who's watched it. He said it's pretty good. I can't remember. Like it's yeah, it's got some subtitle. Oh yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim: The Black is what it's yeah. called. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I've heard good things about it. I it's somewhere on my list. Maybe I'll watch it when I'm not when I'm done obsessing with Stranger Things. Um Yeah, I don't know what's on my list. Like I know like Naruto is somewhere on there just because I kinda wanna see how wacky it gets. <laughs> like you know, that's one thing I was gonna ask. Is Naruto worth getting into? 
I actually think you would like it pretty well, Brandon. Like, I think it's like just based off of some of the other shows that you've watched and like it's the way I would describe it is it's great like comfort food anime and there's quite a bit of it so it's nice that it's like it's just it's reliable and you can go back and watch it and the action is pretty good and honestly some of the notes I mean it's obviously maybe targeted for a slightly younger demographic like a lot of these but it's still Again, like it just gives you some of those warm, fuzzy feelings that you might have experienced as a kid watching anime, mm-hmm. while at the same time having pretty good action. Um, it never gets too dark or like I don't know. It's just yeah, it's just fun and yeah. I yeah. I, I think you would probably like it, so I would say that'd be one I'd recommend to you. But yeah. I just want to so, see how we go from here's how you run up a tree to fighting on the surface of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and honestly, I kind of love that. I love that it's like that hero's journey, that it's such a long-running series, like, you really can get pretty invested in seeing that growth and development of all their characters. Like, eh, I, like I liked it. I got into it a few years back, and, and it was better than I thought it was going to be. If you were if you're a Star Wars fan, there is uh, Star Wars Visions on Disney Plus, which they contracted out to like a bunch of different studios that are known for making anime. And basically they said, you know, make something set in a galaxy far, far away. Like none of it's canon. So if that's something you're concerned about, don't worry about that. Um, and I don't think, I don't, actually, I don't even think you, I don't think any of them actually connect like the main story. There's no, none of the characters from the main story pop up in one of these episodes, but they're all just separate vignettes. Um, like the first one is an old school black and white, uh, you know, just classic lone samurai passing through a town that's being held up by bad guys. Um, and, you know, lightsaber themed hijinks ensue. <laughs> uh, and then there's one where like, uh, these evil twins are like about to, you know, power up their own version of the Death Star, and the and the brothers like, nah, I've had a change of heart, and they have a dramatic lightsaber battle in like on on a space station, like it's just completely wacky. But when you're like, it's the animation is so well done. You're like, why has it taken until you know 2022 for for anime and Star Wars to finally meet? Um, and yeah, it got such a Hmm. So, sorry, I was just going to say, man, you're selling me on this. What did you say it was called? I'll have to check uh, it out. It's called Star Wars Visions on Disney Plus. Okay. Um, hmm. And it got it got such good reviews and such like fan praise that they just announced because Star Wars Celebration was this that was this past weekend. Um, so they just announced that a season two is coming out uh, in 2023, I believe. So my next question to you guys is: What is an anime that you like? that does not have a video game that you would want to see. And I want to play the hell out of a Yu Yu Hakusho game. Yeah, that was going to be my first. <laughs> that was my first answer. Yeah, that is a good one. I also need to finish rewatching that. I'm on the final season. Uh, so there's one that I kind of that always comes to mind for me for some reason I don't know why this series has lived so long in my head but it's called uh, Kasher and Sins 
And so hmm. Kashurn was actually super early in the history of anime, like 70s or so, the first appearance of, of Kashurn, but he's a, an android. And so Kashurn Sins is one that's a post-apocalyptic anime. There's no humans left. And everyone keeps telling the main character that he is the cause of the state of the world. And he just battles through other androids and cyborgs as he tries to put together what happened. Hmm. Well, this looks cool. Nick has now given me probably something that I'll have to go try and find to watch tonight. So. <laughs> what's, it, what's it called again? Kasher and Sins. And I really it, like it the was... cover art for the box set. It's kind of kind of a unique style. Uh, I mean, it's pretty dated now. This was like 2000s, and it was a reboot of the first question is like 70 like 1970s or something so it's it's pretty early like it kind of is one of the lead-ups to mecha anime right i don't know that is one thing i've noticed though is like animation just ages so well in my opinion yes there is mm. a point beyond which it does start to you know just there are certain like aspect ratio and resolution concerns with you know, watching it on a modern screen, but like some of those things again, like you know, some of my favorite movies, like again, uh, like like Ghost in the Shell or Ninja Scroll, like you go back and watch those, and they still look fantastic because it's just quality hand drawn animation that scales up pretty well, and like, uh, yeah, I mean, it is interesting which ones hold up over time, or like Outlaw Star, which I was gonna say that's one I would enjoy seeing a video game adaptation of. Evan mentioned that one earlier. It was like, oh, could you imagine like a kind of like sort of a bounty or, or even Cowboy Bebop, either of those, where it's like you take on the role of kind of like a ragtag rag band of like bounty hunters, like basically traversing the universe. Like, oh man, I would love to see a game of that. I still want to see a um a MMO game where you start out with like a random starter any any random pokemon like level 1 whatever pokemon it is you know it can be a normal starter or it can be like you know uh, obviously there are certain ones that you can't get like you can't just start out with a level 1 Mewtwo for instance right but like you know, you could start out with, you know, um, any random Pokemon and then you go through, level it up. You can add more to you. You know, as you level up, you can you gain slots and you can add more Pokemon to your team. Um, you know, you can have a bunch, you know, I, I want like a whole world that you can build. Like you can go to the different regions, you know, you start at a random region and or, or you can, or you know, maybe sometimes some some you can customize these too. Maybe that's part of your character gener your creation. You can customize what character you start with or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, just I think that you know, progressing the game, starting with the Ryolu instead of you know something else, you know, that'd be pretty fun. 
or, you know, that kind of thing and going through and, you know, in, in each different region, you can do the Z moves or you can do the mega evolutions or the, you know, um, these kinds of things. And, you know, in, in Hisui, you have the alpha Pokemon and, you know, uh, you have Dynamaxing and this kind of stuff. So I think it'd be really cool to kind of incorporate all of that into one game. So are you looking forward to the Pal World game that's coming out where you can make Pokemon work in your sweatshop producing machine guns? <laughs> I, I would play that. don't know what you're talking about, but yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they just released a, an updated trailer for this game, and there's literally a part of just a sweatshop of Pokemon building M16s that you can take out in the world and shoot other Pokemon with. Wow. Ooh, ooh, I know one. I would like to see a video game adaptation of. There's a, uh, maybe it's just because we haven't had a good, like, F-Zero game. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that franchise or not, but it's kind of like a, it's like a hovercraft, like a high-speed hovercraft racing game. It's what Captain Falcon is from oh okay yeah that's why okay yeah yeah so it's again it's basically a racing game and they haven't had a mainline entry in that series in i think since f-zero grand prix for the gamecube so it's been a while like that was a launch pretty much a launch title for the cube um and i have been sorely missing that and there's an anime movie called redline um which is absolutely like has gorgeous hand-drawn animation it took them something like seven years to make the movie i think over a decade okay so yeah it might have yeah been even more than that but anyway it's it basically it's one of those things you don't get a movie like it all that often and it may not appeal to everyone like the actual movie itself it's pretty wacky and out there but it's like very much hits that kind of cyberpunky sort of racing vibe that I absolutely love. And I would love to see an anime video game adaptation of that movie. Like give me all the wacky characters, like the guy who literally has like an engine block for a head who is called on the nose machine head. Uh, So yeah, give me that guy. Give me the guy with giant Elvis hair that sticks out like three feet in front of his body. Like (laughs) that's the kind of wacky anime, like racing shenanigans that I want. (laughs) And make it a burnout game. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could kind of have that, like, open, like, roaming style and, like, good vehicular destruction. I'd be all about that. Um, So, uh, One Punch Man. Remind me a little bit. I've seen a few episodes, but haven't gotten far into it yet. It's it's about a game. It's a it's about a guy that can kill or defeat any opponent with just one punch. Right. Like that's that's his whole gimmick. Exactly. But so so a lo- is 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 a lot of his uh, inability to kill like high level bosses and stuff. The fact that like he just can't land a punch. No, no. Uh, he <laughs> it is it. He's he can Goku. always land he a punch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he doesn't show up until the last minute. So yeah. the entire anime is about the struggle of everyone else who's like <laughs> this like i'm the last one if and i have to stand up to this person and they're going to trash me and i know it but i have to be a hero 
because I signed up for it and like I have to give us a good name. So the, I I give it my all and then they fail and then like right before they're about to die Saitama shows up and it's like hey good job man and like after he just killed whoever was about to murder them and it's like pats him on the back and it's like you'll get him next time and then he just <laughs> and then he just like defeats the enemy and like like it's actually it's 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 uh, honestly it's an amazing anime it's one of my favorites simply because it takes the genre trope uh in action anime of like the protagonist always being this kind of like a quote-unquote like sort of mary sue character where they they're just dropped into this world and yeah they may have a bit of a hero's journey but they always just because they're the protagonist of the anime they are they seemingly just begin to develop these abilities out of nowhere and they like gradually they overcome every challenge that faces them and it so it takes that idea and she's like nope our protagonist is blatantly overpowered right from the get-go you never like there's never any build-up it's just like and so the whole show is about coming to terms with that premise and being like okay how do we make an interesting show despite the fact that he always beats everything in one punch. Like he is just completely unstoppable. And like Nick said, there are different angles you can take. You can focus on the side characters and all of their struggles as they like basically, uh, yeah, work around this figure who is essentially a God or, you know, you can kind of focus on the, like, honestly, like Saitama, the protagonist, he almost becomes bored with being a hero because nothing is a challenge for him. So you, they kind of focus on the, like the psychological side of it. Like what motivates him, what keeps him being a good guy and doing what he does. Like, and I, like, I just thought that was really interesting. Like there's so many, it's kind of like Superman, but if everybody just acknowledged how completely broken he is and then wrote around that and well, and honestly, those are the best Superman stories anyway. Yeah. The uh, the funny thing is he's Superman without the recognition because <laughs> True. E- everyone sees him as like some bald twenty five year old guy, <laughs> and that's that's it. They're like, oh, you're you're worthless. You're wearing like rubber kitchen gloves and a yellow spandex suit. Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's also worth pointing out nobody knows that he's, except for a few people who are close to him, nobody knows that he's this amazing godlike figure because he's so uh, unassuming. He's basically just a normal, like, Japanese salaryman who one day just, like, basically becomes unhinged and then turns into a crazy superhero. And they've never revealed why yet he's as powerful as he is. But it's just nobody oh, can no, believe they, that it's actually him. It, I'm pr- pretty sure they're serious that his routine that he stated at the beginning of the series is true. He just, <laughs> he just like did happened 100, to hundred sit-ups and a hundred push-ups and ran ten miles every day, and that just made him into a god. Like, yeah, like he just broke his limiter because. Uh, <laughs> Like, that's what they call it in the show. Like, he has broken uh, his limiter. There was a character that was... Is, he's in the second season, uh, and he gets very close to achieving the same goal. But, like, he he takes the easy way out, essentially. So he never... He kind of gets up to the, to the summit and then, like, stops and is like, nah... It's too hard to take that last step. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess the idea being kind of mind over matter. It's like effectively Saitama has mastered his body and his will, and so therefore he has obtained ultimate physical like perfection. But uh, it's 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 a neat one. If he doesn't That's unlock the last chakra, he'll never enter the Avatar state again. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Except he's the master of all the elements, but the only element is a can of whoop ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> is that what um, Popeye eats? <laughs> um, like, I guess it's spoilers t- a little bit, but like he goes into this room and like this being like crushes every everyone in the room with a multitude of gravity. That's absurd, like 10,000 times normal gravity and like throws rocks at him at the speed of light. Like Saitama catches them and is like, what the hell are you throwing rocks at me for? (laughs) Just like flicks it back and splits the guy in two. (laughs) Yeah, he's just he's so understated in all of his interactions. He's just like annoyed by stuff that is causing all kinds of havoc for other people. Oh, Nick, I, I was going to ask, have you seen Mob Psycho 100, though? It's, yeah, uh, same yeah. creator, like, mm-hmm. similar premise, and I don't know what it is, but this guy is kind of the only one that's been able to figure out how to make a compelling story, given a character that is too powerful to be challenged. Yeah, At Mob Psycho, though, I think... I actually so if for anybody out there if you have watched One Punch Man or you're planning to I 100% recommend then moving on to or even before you do that watching Mob Psycho 100 cuz I ended up actually liking it even more um just yeah, because yeah, of the I think added, it is this yeah the second uh, series he created and he's like took yeah. his lessons from One Punch Man it's like all right now to do a better version of that yeah, and, and I mean, think I think a large part of that is because Mob as a character is so relatable. Like he's just this like kind of nerdy, like outcast high school kid who, yes, he's overpowered like mentally with his like telepathic abilities, and he's like, I, I mean, again, he's he's a little he's a little bit like Eleven from Stranger Things. It's like you get to see his struggles to grow up and fit in in a world where he is an outlier. And there's just something really unique about him having all of these capabilities, all this power in the world, but he still struggles with like getting a date or relating to his brother or <laughs> like dealing with his boss, who's a con man but has kind of a car a heart of gold. Like yeah, it's just all I, these. I really like his. I so like fun. his boss's story arc because he's really <laughs> yeah. the the only one that recognizes where the power is coming from and like he does everything in his ability to like hey like you should believe in yourself you have everything you need just like basically becomes like his older brother um nick yes you did a thing this weekend you went to an anime convention i did um so fitting that we're talking about <laughs> it's actually we we did not plan this uh, we just found out just now like like we've, we've been reading recording for for about an hour ish uh we found out like an hour and a half ago that he went to this convention over the weekend so um what was and we found out well anyways yeah so uh nick go ahead 
Yeah, What's the uh, con funk? <laughs> well, I I think I got the the con funk from Planet Comic Con a couple of weeks back, but uh, this one is slightly different. And this was the one like everyone showed up in cosplay to the point I felt a little out of place just showing up dressed normally. It was like ninety percent of people were dressed up, and I am really impressed by like the level of increase in quality that even like store-bought costumes have had in recent years. Uh, people are, are buying like the full one-piece pajama suits, basically, but they they actually look relatively decent. But uh. It's very apparent what is the most popular things right now. It is Demon Slayer. And then uh, there's, oddly enough, there's a ton of ravens from Teen Titan out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not quite sure why that one is so prevalent right now. Well, she's hot, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then there's like, oh uh, yeah, oh god, that 14 year old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it gets a little weird when you, yeah, I don't know, welcome to anime culture, I guess, but (laughs) nobody is as old as they are supposed to be (laughs) for obvious reasons. Is she actually that old? I I don't know. She comes from. I I don't know. I assume there. I that was a bit of a shot in the dark. She may be well older than that, but I just I I was just thinking like Raven's initial introduction in Teen Titans. Like I mean, clearly a teen. So at yeah. best, she's eighteen or nineteen, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, I I guess they might have changed it, but I thought she did spend some time as a Hellspawn before. Ah, the, the old, human. I'm actually a 3,000-year-old, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, dragon queen. Like, uh, I just look I mean, like a 13-year-old. Isn't, isn't, isn't her dad, like, the devil? Uh, he is, like, a super the demon. Demon lord, yeah. Yeah, which, because, yeah, her dad's not the devil, because the Lucifer is a different character in the DP universe who just mm. kind of hangs out. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Lucifer is actually impervious to universe resets. He, he just kind of hangs out on the sidelines and will like, just kind of pop in on various characters and be like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Can I <laughs> hey, what's up? What are you doing? <laughs> Look like you're up to some mischief there. Mind if I join? Yeah. But can I poke some buttons? Can I ruin your day a little bit? I'm bored. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else to say? Um, Everyone yeah. should go watch Erased Jujutsu Kaisen oh. yeah, yeah. and... Uh, Tower of God, which is another one that I haven't mentioned, but that's a really good anime. Um, I my guilty pleasure anime is um, Glitter Force. Hmm. It's really, really good. It's like it's a lot like um, it's a lot like um, Sailor Moon or or the like. Really, really good. 
I've been wanting to rewatch the original Sailor Moon, like the, but the specifically the American dub, which I know, like my friends who are like anime purists, they don't like the American dub because it makes uh, Serena out to be a doofus for the first like two seasons. But I think it's funny. I. Sailor Moon, the or at least the American version of Sailor Moon, was just absurd. Nothing happens. They they, they spend <laughs> half of the episode transforming, and then No Mask shows up and the villain runs away. There's, and that's it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I drops like a vague hint. I like I kind of I kind of just want to find myself a girl who uh, wants to sit down and binge Sailor Moon for the pure reason of the, then it gives me an excuse to sit there and watch it with her. <laughs> like I would be all about that. Also, the theme song is lit. Like, yeah. hello. Uh, it's fun. It just it's so weird that it has the cultural pull it does. <laughs> yeah, it was. It came out like right, right when like Dragon Ball Z did, so people were interested in anime. But at least when I watched it, it was, it was on early morning, like getting ready for school, and you know just had I just had the TV on in the background, so I'd be like watching Sailor Moon while I'm getting ready to go to school. So that's how I really that's how I remember the show. I think that's why it stuck with me for so long. Yeah, mm. uh, I think it does have a little bit more cultural importance in Japan than it does here, but it has a similar importance. Uh, I don't remember. So the the boy version, of course, is shonen, and I don't remember what they call the girl shows, and they're a little bit more slice of life, hmm. which is kind of what Sailor Moon was. They, they mixed the two genres together. It's like, what if we do both shonen and whatever the other one was called uh, i can't remember right now and that's it was one of the first times they did that and so like you don't get kill a kill without sailor moon right man um i think that's on hulu too maybe i'll watch that tonight <laughs> uh, kill a kill is great it's all about fighting fascism by getting naked <laughs> what? He's not even really exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, Kill I Kill is amazing. It's it's not for everyone, but it, oh my gosh, it's hilarious and bizarre and over the top, and I love it. Can't decide if that's better or worse than that. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, but there's an anime where like I think they're like high school or college age girls compete in like wet t-shirt contest but the idea is like oh, they have to knock the, each uh, other in the water they have to like fight by like throwing their hips at each other yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know there's there's a uh one of one of the uh characters in um the nintendo the the teenage mutant ninja turtles game that i was talking about a second ago uh, on the super nintendo the fighter one one of the girls, she you you can lunge at someone and and hurt them, and she literally turns her turns her backside and then leads with her backside, and she literally just smacks you senseless with her ass. <laughs> I, I think that's what the uh, anime that Evan was alluding to, and yeah. that's like I saw memes of it. 
a few years ago, and I, I think it was just a meme anime that popped up and had one season, and was like, oh, that was it. That was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kill the Kills actually, there's a lot going on in the background, even though like the what's front and center is is played for laughs. It is it is actually pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's... They do they take Gurren Lagann and like, all right, let's make it a a girl anime now, using the lessons we learned from that. Basically, yeah, like gender swap the protagonist and still tell a really like compelling like hero's story. Like it's yeah, like Nick said, it's it's got more under the hood than kind of the cheap initial impression of it may suggest. Like it is actually hmm. a, it's it's a well made show. For sure. Oh, uh, Brandon, you'll be pleased to know that a Scott Pilgrim anime is in the works. That okay? Tell me more. That's that is literally it. They just announced it in January. Huh? I wonder. Are they going to follow the show? Is it going to be a spinoff? Oh, you didn't. It's based on. Have you never read the books? Novels. I've read. I read the books. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I mean, it sounds like it's going to be based on that. Okay. Or just like a so longer just a, form. Okay, just a anime based on the comic, not necessarily the movie. It, yeah. It's just okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's basically going to be essentially the same, like a redo. Yeah, I mean, there's okay, okay, there's okay. so much. The story will be the out. same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, still, yeah, fighting the evil exes, but there's so much story that they leave out. Um, like especially with Roxy, Roxy gets a uh, gets a redemption arc in the books that totally got missed in the movie because you know no time she had to explode into coins when she orgasmed yeah. <laughs> uh, has anyone put together how much money scott pilgrim wins at by the end of his, his i think i've seen it on reddit story? i don't remember how much but it's someone has calculated it i know they have it would just be a a funny thing to know. Like <laughs> Scott Pilgrim made three hundred dollars by punching people in the coins. Um, speaking of coins, I don't know if you guys are on Facebook. Um, did you see the thing that I that I posted yesterday about uh, Memorial Day? No. Um. So on specifically on Memorial Day, apparently, um, they. I think they do this more often. When I was reading more about it, somebody told me about it at work. When I was reading more into it, it sounds like it's not just for Memorial Day, but just in general. Um, If you ever go to a cemetery and there is money, um, specifically coins, on a a tombstone or a gravesite or something, don't take it. It's not loose change that somebody lost. It's actually yeah. there on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a penny means you visited. Um, so, like, you were there at the cemetery and, you know, you were just, you know, paying your respects. So if you pay, if you, you know, visited a gravesite, you put a, you put a penny there. Um, a nickel um, is specifically for um, people that went to basic training together. Um, a dime is if they serve together in any capacity, um, and a quarter is if you is if you were there um, when the 
fallen veteran passed away, whether it's in combat or not. You know, maybe they died of old age or whatever. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that's today is Memorial Day. So I thought I'd throw that in there. Um, did we have anything else to say about animes? Uh, if you don't watch it, it's a cool medium to get into at any age and stage of life. I recommend starting with some good ones like Cowboy Bebop. Um, and then you'll probably get sucked into watching hours and hours of total garbage, but it will all be worth it to have discovered new art. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Google, Google those old Toonami lineups from the early 2000s and enjoy your life. <laughs> um, okay. Well, um... Jared, hit us with the socials. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Who does that? I don't know. You just hear him from the back of the room. Facebook! <laughs> Basically, um, just search for small and constellation and podcast in any capacity and you'll find us. Um, yeah. All right, we will see you guys next time. Get off my grass. <laughs> Bye.